Welcome back to What Did We Just Read, a podcast where my best friend Justin and I consume books and push each other out of our genre comfort zones. We're continuing our inaugural spooky season series with Illusions of Grandeur by Catherine Ann Kingsley. In addition to being a fantastic, ghostly, magical mystery, this book is also a scorching hot romance. Overall, Justin and I think this book delivers on our joint spooky Halloween goals and my personal lifelong goal to make Justin turn red. A word of warning, there is a little bit of dubious consent in this book. The male lead is pushy in a way that probably wouldn't work if he wasn't a tall, handsome romance hero, but Catherine Ann Kingsley does say in her summary she would classify this more as a villain romance. Personally, it did end up working for me, but neither of us will pretend like his behavior would be appropriate outside the confines of this book. One more thing, this episode is covering part one of the Impossible Julian Strand series. We'll be reading the second book in the duet in a couple weeks, so if you want to read along with us, or if this episode thoroughly intrigues you, I highly suggest grabbing the box set with both books, mostly because there's some very hot bonus scenes. Now that that's all out of the way, let's jump right into the episode. Ah, oh my god, ah, uh, being murdered, ah. Uh, uh, scary, ah. Uh. <laughs> hey Justin, what's up? <laughs> Hey, what's up? Uh, nothing much. Just, you know, chilling. What did you do this? Did you do anything um, fun, interesting this week? What's your, um, you know, banter? Banter me up, baby. Oh, God. Banter you up? Um, literally, nothing. What did, did We watched scary movies this week as a group. That was pretty fun, right? Yeah. We also played some Phasmophobia over the weekend. Played some Phasmophobia. That was fun. Hey, you should be proud of yourself, you guys. We are recording on Thursday, which is one day we are. which is one day earlier than we did last week. We're working our way back to Let's Wednesdays. Let's go. You love to see it. Justin like finished the book yesterday. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was done the book the actual day we were supposed to. Well, I guess the actual day we were supposed to be done because I thought we were recording on Wednesday. Yeah. But I wasn't 100% sure, but I was like I might as well just finish it anyway. Yeah. And then, yeah, I ended up finishing it on Wednesday, a day early, so that was nice. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. I read 99% of the book today. <laughs> I read fast, okay? I'm working you on do. it. You I, do. I, it's I'm very impressive, it. to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I almost had, like, a crisis, though, in the middle of the day. Yeah. Because my boss was like, oh, I have this project, and I was like, oh, I'm only 90% of the book. I need to. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was able to fucking... Get her done. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But no, just starting our spoopy season with um some scary movies. Scary game. What did we watch? Yeah. Um the Mort the Mortuary trilogy or something like that. Mort- yeah, Mortuary Collection. Or, or one, one yeah, the Mortuary Collection, yeah, something like that. How did you feel about it? Um The movie? Yeah. Oh, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. We, um, <laughs> most of the time while it was going on, we were shooting the shit in the other chat. Yes. As to not talk while we were watching the movie. Yes. Because we have a but, tendency to talk during movies. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, I it thought, wasn't I thought it was scary good. per se. Yeah, it wasn't really scary, but it was like a nice, like. It was a fun scary. Tales from the Crypt kind of like vibe. Yeah, very Tales of the Crisp, Crypt-esque. Tales of the Crisp. <laughs> Tales of the Cookie Crisp, you know? Oh, I haven't had Cookie Crisp. I don't think I ever really liked Cookie Crisp. I haven't had Cookie Crisp in literal years. I don't think I was a huge fan of Cookie Crisp. Mm, what's your favorite cereal? Um, Probably Fruit Loops or um, Honey Bunches of Oats. Pretty good. Oh, big fan solid. Of, big fan of Kicks, actually. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a child. 
<laughs> I love fruity pebbles. <laughs> fruity pebbles get too soggy too quickly. They do get soggy very quickly, but you know, when you inhale them. I just I even no. <laughs> feel like I can't eat them fast enough. I don't eat uh, Yeah, I don't I don't think that I I eat them fast enough, which is weird yeah. cuz I also like cereal's not a meal for me. Cereal's like a, I can eat an entire box of cereal yeah. in an hour and then be like, "Man, I can go for more." Yeah, man, where's dinner? Yeah. <laughs> cereal in I've never eaten cereal and been like, "Wow, that was a that filled me up." That was a filling meal. No, it's just like I can Never. Go more. I can actually eat dinner and then knock out like half a box of cereal immediately. Yeah, you just afterwards. keep going back in with more milk, more cereal, more milk, more yeah, cereal. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, cereal's so good. I love cereal. You know what cereal I don't like? Other than like what? the normal like gross ones like Raisin Bran. I don't like um, mm-hmm. Captain Crunch. Dang, it fucking cuts your mouth up. Captain Crunch is aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch is aggressive you're not wrong but you, that's why you get the oops all berries no the oops all berries so also tear your fucking mouth up <laughs> i will endure that pain for oops all berries no oops all berries are delicious i mean like i could maybe eat like a few but no i'm not doing it i, I don't think i eat a whole box in one sitting that that that's just your tongue would just on be your mouth gone yeah you'd have no tongue anymore it would be be fucking. It would. Di- it would be shredded to ribbons. Yeah, you'd just be like, ah, all the time. <laughs> you don't have a fucking tongue anymore. You ever wanted a snake tongue without you know having to go to a tattoo shop or something to get it split? <laughs> just eat an entire box of Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, just eat an entire box of Captain Crunch. But no, I like uh, I like the. I mean, I love I've loved Fruit Loops since I was a kid. I couldn't say Fruit Loops. I used to say Fruit Loops. <laughs> That's so adorable. And Jesus Christ. Honey Bunches of Oats is just like. I mean, it's just a really fucking good cereal. I do fucks with Honey Bunch's votes. And then uh, cakes and corn pops. Like, something bad. I'm just... Something bad eating in a box, like, a box of cakes. Ugh. That, like, corn. I think it's I think it's because I like corn. I love corn. Oh. <laughs> I love corn. Stop eating corn. I, <laughs> I also love uh, Frosted Flakes. How could I forget Frosted Flakes? Frosted Flakes are pretty dope. Parents never used to buy Frosted Flakes. So we would have to do it yeah. the broke way where you just take corn the flakes, flakes with, the sugar. with the sugar. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> I feel your pain. I understand. And then sometimes you would just forget forget the corn flakes altogether. Just put sugar just, just in just milk. <laughs> in milk. And then you and then eat that. It's like a soup. Yes. <laughs> well, now you would drink it like a some about some some about No, 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 no. You're putting it in a bowl. I'm not putting it in a bowl. <laughs> in the- you put it in a cup. My, it's a meal. You mix it it's up. a meal. Yeah. And then you just have some sweet milk. And it's great. Hey, isn't that like essentially horchata? Well, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I have to cut that out. <laughs> Are you gonna bleep that too? Yeah. Can't go around making these uh generalizations, Maya. Yo, this is not my suggestion. But there's this like horchata nitro mm-hmm. cold brew. Oh shit. At Whole Foods? Shit's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you got a fucking and so and it's so smooth. I made a mistake on like Tuesday though because I drank an entire can of cold brew. I can't do that. Yeah, you you're very sensitive to coffee and caffeine. I was flying. I also made a mistake recently. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. I bought one of those large bottles of uh coffee creamer. Okay. The International Delight. 
but it was the pumpkin pie flavor, and it's too pumpkin-y. Oh, it's no. too pumpkin-y, too pumpkin pie And now you just have it forever. And now it's going to be in my fridge for six years. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't do creamer. I'd rather just do milk, because creamer lasts, like, those bottles last forever. You got to be drinking every fucking day. I didn't expect, dude, like, when I tasted it, I was like, this is this is way too much. It is... Too, it's very intense. Too pumpkin-y or too spicy? Too pumpkin spicy. Too pumpkin spicy. Mm. It's like very intense. I mean, I get. I was going to say, I guess you can use less of it, but then you just have it for longer. Yeah, then I just have it for longer. That's But also, it's still going to permeate everything in my coffee, the entire cup. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't do cream. I did buy the Planet Oat, like vanilla creamer. It was good, but it was mm-hmm. also like I don't drink coffee enough to like want this all the time. Yeah. But it's also like I don't use sugar in my coffee. Oh. Yeah. I just drink it like I just use the the creamer. As your sugar. Sugar substitute, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't doing that. I was just I was also just adding <laughs> sugar into I mean, if I'm good, I'll use stevia as opposed to I'll use like the, the stevia, um the liquid stevia. Yeah. Um, if I'm bad, I'll actually just put a tablespoon of like sugar in my coffee. Got to drop it in there sometimes. Now that's not all the time. Sometimes I do go for like the the milk and sugar yeah. route, but usually I go for just creamer. Have you been using your French press? I have. It's been phenomenal. I've been enjoying it so much. What do you do? What? How does a French press work? So you have to. You you don't have to. But I, I like to measure out my coffee. Mm-hmm. So I get the French press and I put it on. I have a food scale that I put it on. And then I put some <laughs> coffee in there. Okay. Get like 30 grams of coffee. And then I boil the water and I pour it in there. Well, I pour a little bit in there so I can, you know. Stir it. Stir the coffee around, you know, bloom it. And then I pour the rest and then I let it brew for like four minutes. And then you press it down and you have a beautiful cup of coffee and it's great how long does that take all together how long how long does you have an electric kettle right how long does your electric kettle take i guess a few minutes yeah okay it's probably like a probably like maybe like a 10 minute process if that i guess that's not too long i mm, well i don't want to get a french press because i still have my instant coffee because i'm not a snob (laughs) i should make whipped coffee it's been a while Ooh, yeah do you want to do you want to talk about our book yeah i guess we can if we have to we can just we can just end it right now. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. Oh shit! Thanks you can for, find thanks us. for listening. Yeah, you guys, guys can find us. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a reminder: we read uh, "Illusions of Grandeur" by Catherine Ann Kingsley. What were your first impressions of this book? First impressions. But what were we expecting? What were we? What were you expecting? I was expecting scary. I was expecting like I was expecting spoopy and sex. Spoopy. I think it. I think okay. it. I think it. I think it did those. Yeah, I, I would say it delivered on those. Uh, I enjoyed it. Can we just say, like, right now, it it ended it ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I mean, I I mentioned it in the um, the thing, and it's it. We're gonna fin- I we thought we talked about it, and we decided that instead of making you guys wait a few weeks, we're just gonna. Yeah. I just bumped. <laughs> I just bumped the other book that I had planned for the second half of the month because I was like, this is a sure thing. We both liked this book. Let's yes. not like go into our second book of the month and be like, wow, which kind of wish we would have fucking finished <laughs> <laughs> the impossible Julian Strand series duet. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Skip ahead like 
30 seconds, I guess, because I'm just going to say a slight spoiler right now. The whole time I was reading this book, I was like, if she fucks this ghost, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with the entire book. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to be happy about it. But other than that, it was a great book. Okay. I enjoyed it a whole lot. <laughs> Same? Yeah. <laughs> that was my, that was also my feeling, but. I think probably for different reasons. When we get to it, I think it might be for different reasons. Okay, fair why enough. Why it made me, why I didn't like it, and I was really <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. No, I liked, I liked this book. I thought that, like, it was just a good, like, book. And I think that it did a good job of, like, making me question. Because, like, what... It, it really did a good job of making me question what I thought was happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was, I'd was, i be like, okay, this is definitely what's happening. And then it would be like, wait a minute. No, wait. Hey, wait a, wait okay, a second. That, okay, that's contradictory. <laughs> and then it would, something would happen. And I'd be like, okay, back on track with this being what's happening. And then it would be Boom. like, no, it's going back again. But then it got to the point where it was like, Yes, this is what's happening. And I was like, I fuck it. I can't even say I knew it because I <laughs> doubted myself so much. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And I hate uh, every second of it. God. Okay. So we start off with our heroine, Alice. Yay. Alice is jobless and she needs a job. I don't, she worked at like a nonprofit. <laughs> She's jobless and she needs a job. <laughs> She's, aren't we all? <laughs> Solid. <laughs> so, she, so she's jobless. She needs a job. And so when we meet her, she's outside of this like massive mansion. God, there's like a there's a house that's like this in real life where mm-hmm. it's like it's just a huge mansion. And it's one of those things where like it was clearly built just to be fucking compute confusing. Yeah. Oh, I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Like they built. It was a lady, right? Yeah, she, the like, old built lady. Stairs that, like, the Winchester house. To nowhere. I think. Yeah, yeah, the Winchester house. Yeah, I think so this, this house is like the Winchester house where it's like a huge mansion. There's like hundreds of rooms. They don't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Uh, and so this house is a museum and they posted a job ad that was like, we need a live-in caretaker and like creative something. <laughs> Cre- Fun fact. Yes. Little little FF for you. We read two books back to back where it took place in a museum. We did. <laughs> I thought that was funny when I was reading it. Yeah. I mean, I think museums are just good, like, scary fodder. Creepy. Yeah, creepy yeah, fodder. they're just creepy. Uh, so they need an, a live-in caretaker and creative maintenance manager. And it was the home of this magician genius dude who just, like, disappeared. And now his family just, like, turned his house into a museum. Uh, and it's just, As you do. Yeah, it's in Wisconsin. It's, like, the stuff of legends. And so she's like, I guess that this is the job I'm taking because I'm, I don't have any other options. She's <laughs> desperate at this point. And it was owned by Julian Strand. This is why it's the Julian Strand like duet. Yes. So she's about to walk up to the house and then we flip perspectives to a man. <laughs> a man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's Julian. He's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, before we even get into it, he's a ghost. Another thing that bothered me, 
The fact that he called her Little Rabbit every time. Yes. Like, Alice in Wonderland. I was like, come on. Cut this out. Stop it. He's old-timey, okay? I get it, but it's creepy. So he's watching her through the windows. He's invisible because he's a ghost. And he's very <laughs> intrigued by her. He's just like, she look, like, I know I'm four stories up. She looks cute. I'm interested. Let's go. Let's go, Little Rabbit. I'm, I want it. Um, and so she, when Alice gets up to the door, it's opened by a very tall, very handsome man named Charles. That's right. Charles is Julian Strand's three times great nephew. So Julian's little so sister. So far. Little, Julian's little sister was Charles's great, great grandmother. Yes. So she walks in the house and it's like immediately disorienting. Uh, the, the foyer of the house is, a, is an illusion where there's like a really tiny chandelier at the top. So it looks like it's like a fucking... Like, it looks like the ceiling just goes on forever because it's like a cone. It just keeps going. Yeah. yeah. He leads her through the house and it's basically like her interview. And he's like showing her all the things. It's got like, you know, all kinds of like little like animatronics and like like those like fortune teller <laughs> booth things. Yeah. And like a bunch of different like instruments. And she sees like an instrument and she's like, oh, this is like instrument is broken. And she's like, I can fix that. And she like just immediately like bends down to fix it and when she gets back up she's like oh shit i just kind of like completely ignored this man to fix this and he's like you're hired <laughs> so charles shows her to the carriage house which is where she's going to be living it's just like a big it's honestly just like if the mansion is just like palatial this is just like a like a mcmansion in itself <laughs> you said a mcmansion is that what you said yes <laughs> mcmansion yeah it's 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 its own little mini mansion it's beautiful She's getting paid so much money and also free room and board. Which is phenomenal. Charles is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Charles is ready to go at all points in times, no matter what. He's very witty and flirtatious to the point where like he'll mm -hmm. make he'll make like sex jokes, but like they're so perfectly woven into the conversation that like it'll take her a minute to realize that he's just made a sex joke. <laughs> and she's like, hey. Hey. Yeah, she's like, man, this man's very hot. I'm kind of digging it. But chill out now. And so he's like, so he's just kind. He's a little bit devious. And so she's like, I accept the job. It's so much money. And I'm going to go home and pack. <laughs> it's so much money. The I, If my note was the unknown man, it's probably Julian. He's <laughs> 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 excited about Alice. And he plans to be, you know, he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to freak her out, but like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking taken. Like that's, that's mine. I have staked a claim, but I don't want to freak her out because if I come in too hard and too heavy, she's going to fucking be like, ah, ghost and bolt. I got to build up her trust <laughs> because he is a ghost. She definitely has a little crush on Charles. She's super excited about the job and right. Like Charles is just like, he just be popping up places. She'll just be doing stuff. And then he'll just be behind and her. And he's just like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's constantly scaring her. It's terrifying. So she gets back to the house. And on the dining table of the carriage house is this little, like, white rabbit uh, carving. It's carved out of wood. There's an actual, it's a clock inside of it. And it's freshly painted. It's clearly, like, freshly carved and painted. Yeah. And so she's like, hmm, seems like. Charles did this? And he's like, I didn't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Um, 
And he's like, not me. Let's start your first tour of the day, which wipes her out because the house is huge. She's not wearing Massive. proper shoes. Charles loves to make a fucking dirty joke. You love to see it. And so this is kind of, well, this is, I've already told you, but this is when we found out that Julian was like a magician. And he's one of those magicians who people think that like, the rumor is that he sold his soul to the devil in exchange for the ability to like legitimately do magic. Hey, same. And then I just disappear in a puff of smoke. That'd be so weird. <laughs> no, don't leave in the middle of the fucking recording. Uh, Charles says that the house is totally haunted and Julian just disappeared and they never found his body. He just was gone. Yeah. He, no, he, he like. <laughs> go ahead. He like he like put out an ad in the paper, like, and then talk, talking about his his uh, departure from this world, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, and so they were like, yeah, he just basically put out an ad that's like Julian's dead, but like he wrote it. So yeah, so he wrote his own like death ad. Yeah. So he says Julian like does things like he likes to scare the staff, especially if they go to the fourth floor, which is where his apartment was. He also likes to just play piano, and he's like. This is a real piano. We bought this a few years ago. It's just, he just likes to play Haunted. it. It's Yeah, he just likes to play it. They finish the tour. They order pizza, which mm-hmm. was fine. She's like, I'm surprised that someone delivers because they're kind of far out. They're like at least 15 minutes away from town. And he says, yeah. you know, Pizza Pit, the place is, is everywhere. It has, the town has two choices for delivery food. Pizza Pit and some takeout place. And she says, so that isn't really two delivery choices, is it? No, it is. You just named two places. <laughs> <laughs> you just named exactly two places. It has two choices for delivery, pizza pit and some takeout place. That is two places. <laughs> just because you didn't know the name of the takeout place doesn't mean it just doesn't exist. Yeah, like, it exists. Exi- is that what she meant? Is that she was like, <laughs> well, you don't know the name, so it's not real? I don't know. I mean, why? why are you just discarding this other <laughs> delivery option you're just like there's only one pizza there's only one place we also find out that when she was a child um her parents and her sister died in a in a, in a car accident while she was at piano recital yeah. so she was raised by her aunt and her uncle yeah that that two delivery places thing really like bothered me the entire book because what did that mean like he literally he clearly named two places <laughs> <clears throat> That was the one. You were like, this This is ridiculous. So Julian is, uh, he is ghost. He's come in and he's, he's taken he's a, a dining chair and put it at the foot of her bed and he's just watching her sleep. To be honest, Julian is so goddamn creepy. Yeah. <laughs> this this throughout this entire book. Because it's almost like, it's almost non-consensual. Yeah. Or like. At, f- like at first, it like, it's very strange. Both. Julian and Charles are both a little bit too forward. We're like, you're her boss, yeah. dude. Like, I get. All, all, yeah, on the first day, bro. Yeah, she's like into <laughs> it, but like, can you chill? Yeah, can you stop, please? Because I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where she's like, if this man was not conventionally attractive, this wouldn't fly. Would it be okay? If it was like, yeah. if it was Danny DeVito, you wouldn't be like, you know what? Kind of endearing. You'd be like, ew. <laughs> Not that Danny DeVito is gross, but like Danny DeVito is not a conventionally attractive man. So don't, don't do. Don't that. you dare talk ill of Danny DeVito. <laughs> Fine, if it was like Gollum, no one would be like, "Wow, it's totally uh, cool that he's making all these sex jokes." Yeah, 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 yeah. 
They'd be like, cut that out. So Julian's watching her sleep. He's sitting in the chair because he doesn't like to float. It bothers him. It, de- it dehumanizes him. It dehumanizes him. And he also can, like, one, he's invisible. And two. Yeah, but he can also materialize himself, I guess. He can, yeah, he can kind of materialize himself. And also, like, he can kind of control how corporeal he is. So, like, yeah. if he wants to, he can, like, depress the bed with his foot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really wants Alice so bad. Heavy. Uh, doesn't want to scare her. He's like, she's hot without knowing it, which is a thing that bothers me. Where she's like, just say she's hot, okay? Like, I don't. Yeah, know. just, just she's hot. Uh, the cat can see him because they can see you all. Know, obviously. And so he decides that he's going to lay next to Alice in her bed, and he notices when he gets in bed with her that she's got a little bit of a tattoo. So he just like brings the sheet down. Yeah. Because she's sleeping in like a tank top or a bra or something yeah he needs i said he needs to go to horny jail because he's yeah big he's horny on main right now down he's very down bad (laughs) he's down down horrendous (laughs) and he kind of like physically materializes a little bit so he can hold her while she sleeps yeah uh her her tattoos are pretty cool she her entire tattoo is basically just like a piece that goes from like her shoulder to like her knee and it's just different Alice in Wonderland tattoos. That's actually pretty fucking sick. I love Alice in Wonderland also. You do love Alice in Wonderland. I do. So yeah, he gets in bed, sleeps with her. She wakes up feeling hella rested. Her cat wants her to feed her. I thought it was funny. Uh, international. Her cat was like hitting her in the face. She's like, international sign, cat sign for bitch, I'm hungry, get up and feed me. Yeah. She wakes up completely unaware that she's been cuddled all night. Uh, and the room kind of smells like a man, you know, like cloves and rich and spicy. Mm-hmm. And she also notices, hey, I definitely didn't bring that chair up here last night. Yeah, she freaks out a little bit. She's like, did Charles break in and bypass the alarm? Yeah. She knows she set the alarm last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was first night in a new place. First night in a new place. Also, she says that the alarm is ridiculously loud yes and it's gonna go off even before you put on put in the uh the code so she would have heard charles if he would have came in there was this time when i was <laughs> i thought i was home alone i came home i knew you were gonna tell this story i knew you were gonna tell this story. i came home it was really late at night and i was like i'm a big scaredy cat like i was i didn't want to be in the house alone by myself so what I did, because, yeah. you know, like alarms will have like the away function and the at home function. And the at home function will just like be everything except the motion sensors. Correct. I thought I was like, if someone is going to murder me, I want to know they're coming. So I put it on the away function and I went in my room. I locked the door and I went to bed. <laughs> I woke up at like 3 a.m. to the alarm blaring so loudly. <laughs> and I was just like horrified. I was terrified. I was like, oh, no, I need to, like, call someone. What do I do? This is scary. And then the alarm turned off. And I was, like, even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Panic. (laughs) I don't even remember what what prompted me to, like, open the door and see what was going on. But I opened the door, and it was Justin who had come out of his room for a glass of milk. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) I had had gotten home uh, earlier than you, and I was tired. And I took a nap. Oh, I took a sleep, really. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you came home and set the alarm and everything. Yeah. And then as soon as I, like, opened my door to walk out, the alarm kicked on. 
and it was the loudest goddamn thing. I just like assaulted you. I think it was because it was like a holiday, and so normally you would like spend the night at your parents' house, and you just decided. Oh, yeah, might have been it. Yeah, you just decided you were like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go home. Yeah. But yeah, that was a that was a terrible experience. Um, alarms are very loud. They work. Yes. So she she's like, I think you know maybe Charles bypassed the alarm. This is scary. I don't know how he got the code. Maybe he has the master. So she heads to the mansion for work. She meets Billy. Like she's twenty six. Um, Charles thirty four, and Billy. Like all the kids who work there are like undergrad. So he's twenty years old. He's not even old yeah. enough to drink yet. And he's immediately enamored with her. <laughs> immediately. So she she meets him. He's like, hey, fun and cute. And so she (laughs) finds Charles and he's practicing because Charles, what he does is, one, he owns the home now because none of his cousins wanted it. And Mm -hmm. he also like puts on show. He look apparently like looks a lot like Julian Strand. And so he puts on show on puts on magic shows as Julian on like the weekends. Yeah. And so she finds him practicing for the show and she just like sneaks into the theater and watches him. And he's super cute while doing it. He's like got music on and he's just like silently like doing doing his different like tricks and just bobbing around to the music. Working out his little tricks. And then he disappears inside of a mirror and she's like, holy shit. And then he just appears behind her. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? He scared her again. So she's she's terrified, sufficiently spooked. And it just feels almost supernatural how fast he was able to like disappear and then like appear behind her. He flirts with her so hard. Constantly. And she can't figure out how the trick was done. And he, on the one hand, he's like, you know, you know you're very intelligent. You checked all the things someone might look at. Uh, and then he gets really mad because he starts thinking about people who, like, <laughs> think they know magic and are, like, trying to be, like, hoity-toity. Like, oh, I bet it was this, this, and this. I bet it was that. You're, yeah. You're not doing magic. And, he, and then he just gets over it really fast. He just snaps right back into it. Horrifying, actually. Very scary behavior. He also mentions um, her tattoo, and she's like, you've, what? (laughs) I highlighted that section, that part, because he suggests that she should be his assistant. Yes. And she's like, nah, I couldn't do that. And he's like, well, you could, but I think think you'd look good in... uh, sequin get up uh i even have colors that'll work with your tattoo and she's like hmm? huh how do you know that yeah and my my note was just he julian <laughs> that that is the first thing where i was like okay he's That's he's gotta fine. be that julian and so she says he's like oh i saw it in your neck last night you know when we were having pizza you bent over and like it you know it peeks up on her neck just, just a tiny bit he's like i saw a little bit just a little bit and so she's like don't want to be your assistant mostly because i don't like crowds and She's like, did you come in my house last night? And he's like, no. And she's like, I guess that makes sense. He basically is like, I don't have the code to get in there. And also it would have gone off. Yeah. So that night she had asked that there was a um, workshop that she could use to like fix various things. Because that's part of her job as a caretaker is to fix the various like animatronics. And so he shows her to the basement, which used to be Julian's workshop. And he's like, you know, you can clear stuff out if you want. And she's like, cool. Also, like, you didn't show me the fourth floor. And Charles says that's where the scariest stuff happens. Like, employees would go up there. They'd see, like, an apparition at the top of the stairs. 
they off like he said multiple employees like fall down the stairs because they were scared run out screaming so, whatever they see on the fourth floor they don't like and also there's like a broken piano around the workshop and she's like oh i can fix that and he's like you can't too broken you can't fix that and he does that thing again where he gets like really intense yes like, out of nowhere yeah he gets super intense out of nowhere and just like yeah it kind of freaks out a little bit he's like super cagey about it being broken and she's like okay i won't touch it and then he's like hey maybe you could you know maybe once he like defrosts he's like hey maybe you, you'll be the person who like finds julian you know finds his corpse creepy terrifying actually no thanks so again charles is very flirty and she's like oh i got you to do this with, like everybody and he's like i don't do this with all the staff i just just you He's like, you're so smart and dense at the same time, which is like Loki. <laughs> Loki rude. <laughs> he did, but then he like he like realizes that that's a rude thing to say. And he's like, You're very cute, you're very intelligent, you're curious, you're interesting. And nobody else who works here is interesting. They're like idiot children or sad adults. Which, sure, I guess that's a compliment. And she's like, this is kind of going a little bit too fast. And he's, you know, she's like, You're my boss. And he's like, Look, whatever happens off the clock has no impact on your employment. But I'm not like asking you to blow me to like keep your job. And she's like, it's just going a little bit too fast. And he off, he has to like, kiss her. And she's kind of like, wait. And so he just kisses her cheek, which was kind of, it was a little sweet. Um, yeah, adorable. And she says it's okay if he flirts with her in private, but not in front of the staff. Because she doesn't want people to like think that it's like nepotism or whatever. Uh, and he shows her the fourth floor, but he's like, I don't go up there at nighttime. It's scary up there. Big fuck that. And also, he lives an hour away from the house. So he's like, if shit goes on, it's I'm not going to get here immediately. That's why you live here. <clears throat> so Alice, he also tells Alice, he's like, hey, you should like introduce yourself to Julian, you know. And so she yeah. goes on you her. talk to him while you're doing your rounds. Yeah, he goes, she goes on her nightly tour and she does introduce herself to Julian. She's like, hey, my name's Alice. You're cool. She makes a joke about skeletons and he does not like that. He slams a door and she's like, I'm sorry, I won't make any death jokes. Um, and he also opens a door to a secret passage for her. Um, and he, she can hear him laugh. And so he's like following her around as she tries to like figure out the source of like doors opening really forcefully. He's also very horned up. Very, very horned up. She screams because the door slams. Her scream had been delicious. He wanted to hear her, hear another one. He wanted to hear her scream in more than one way. Not gonna lie, a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. He, a little hot, if not a little creepy yeah. also. Uh, he plans to sleep in her bed again. So she wakes up feeling completely rested. <laughs> completely rested. Smells like cloves again. And when she's back in the workshop, she notices that there are some like wood shavings and open paint jars with like mostly dried paint. So like this shit is fresh. And so she cleans up the space and Charles comes up behind her and spooks her again because he's a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but she likes it. She does. Uh, she tells him about the night before and he's like, she's like, I can't believe you came back here and we're like opening doors. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> he's like, I live an hour away. That's ridiculous. Yes. And he's like, maybe Julian was testing you. And she had brought in her like 3D printer because that's the thing that she's interested in. And she gives him like a little octopus thing. And he is yeah. so touched. He is over the moon. He's like, people never give me things. Like, this is... Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, he's like, thank you so much. Like, I'm keeping this forever. 
So she organizes, like, enough of the workshop to be able to do some work, like, a little bit of stuff. And Charles comes in to say goodbye. He flirts and, like, propositions her again. And he's like, you know, why are we waiting? We're adults. Life is short. I would like to fuck you, essentially. <laughs> and so she's like, look, how about you come over to the carriage house tomorrow night and I'll, I'll cook dinner for us and we'll have dinner together. <clears throat> so she goes and so he leaves. He's like, yes, of course. I'd love nothing more than to go to dinner with you. So he leaves and she gets through 90% of her rounds. Like part of her job is that she's supposed to do like a, like basically like a full walkthrough of the house every night in the middle of the night to make sure that like, there's nobody like lurking in the house. Make sure everything's fine. First of all, horrifying. Yes. Look, I enjoy like horror and thrillers and stuff like that mm-hmm. and paranormal stuff. I'm a huge bitch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Same. I I don't want to experience anything because if I do, it'll sh- completely shatter my reality. <laughs> and I don't know what I would do with myself. With, with myself. And just thinking of her walking through this giant, like, mansion with, like, all these uh, animatronics and, like, it's dark and, like, creepy. I get creeped out walking up the stairs. She had the lights on. In the darkness by my house. You know, I still, look, all right, she had the lights on. That's fine. There's something that's tickling my neck as I'm walking up. All right, it's terrifying. (laughs) So she gets through 90% of her rounds just fine. And she's thinking about liking Charles and kind of feeling a little bit guilty because he's her boss. But she's also like, look, he's into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Everybody's into it. And then one of the fortune teller machines turns on and spits out a fucking like fortune card. And when she picks it up, it's like monitor. It's got like his it's got Julian Strand's like JS like signature thing on it. And it basically says, hey, it's Julian. And she's like, hi, wish you wouldn't have done this. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. And then he mess. And then he sends another card. And it's like, do you like the rabbit? And she's like, yep. And then she is like, bye, before it can spit out another fucking card at her. I think it says like three cards. And he's like, you know, welcome to my home. I think we're going to be good friends. Yeah. And Julian watches her go back to the carriage house. And he's just like delighted that he's just delighted by her in general. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what he did. She did specifically. He's just like, love this. He's like, wow. He cuddles her in her sleep again. He's like, I think I'm in love. But I don't want to play my hand too soon. He's like, oh, no. Don't don't get too cocky. You're a ghost, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> he is indeed a ghost. So Alice decides that, uh, similarly to our last book, she's like, I'm going to do an inventory of everything that's in here. Of course. <laughs> um, so she still thinks that Charles is kind of playing as Julian and playing tricks on her. Uh, but she really does like her job. She um, looks at the normal piano and she's like, mm, looks like, I mean, I guess it could probably be like tricked or whatever. And so she plays a note and a chord further down on the piano plays and she screams. She's like, ah, this is, that was horrifying. But look, she lives here now. She's got it. So she decides that she's going to like, she like basically like examines all over inside of this piano. Um, yeah, she gives it the good old once over. And she's looking for like wires and things like that that would, you know, make it easy to like remote, like control it from afar or whatever. And she can't find one. And as she's leaving, Julian plays another note. So Charles comes by for dinner. He brings her flowers, very sweet. He watches her cook. Um, 
and he's very blatant. Like he's he's not like saying it like I want to fuck you, but he's very blatant that he would like to fuck her. Oh yeah. And he's like, you know, if you're still here around Thanksgiving, uh, maybe we can just do a little holiday just us. And she's like, are you thinking about firing me? And he's like, you know, maybe if I fire you, then you're silly. You're my boss. Excuse doesn't hold up. Then maybe you'll let me do what I want to do. And she's like, which is? And he's like, you don't want to know. It might scare you more than Uncle Julian. He's like, I'm going to go nuts. He's a goddamn smooth talker. Smooth criminal, baby. Yes. But he's like, you know, it, it's it's very possible that you actually might quit because of the ghost because it, it is a scary. Thing. Yeah, because it's terrifying. And he basically is like, you know, she's like, yes, I am scared. I have experienced things, but I'm not crying yet. So that's right. And so he's like, what would you do if you knew that Julian was the cause? And she's like, uh, I don't think I would leave like automatically. And he's like, I don't want you to leave. I really like having you here. Um. I want you to stay real bad. Real bad. He asked to kiss her again. Y'all, this kiss was so hot. <laughs> it was it was good. I approve. She thinks it was going to be like a quick, like little, like soft exploratory kiss. He goes, he's like, no. I'm Psych. Kissing, he kissed the hell out of her. He kissed. Charles goes big or go home. He goes big or go home. So they're like, he kind of tastes like cloves. Weird. Weird. I don't, all these weird coincidences (laughs) you know she can kind of feel how much he wants her and so she's like let's back up a little bit and he's like is it too fast and she's like yes and he's like that's okay we can take it a little bit slow and but just want you to know that i would absolutely love to give you the fucking business absolutely so they sit down to dinner she made pasta homemade pasta handmade pasta very normal dinner date the appropriate small talk Talk about what they wanted to be when they grew up. She wanted to be a puppeteer. He wanted to be a magician. Yeah, of course he did. He makes sure to tell her that like he's not just like toying with her with like like she's a fancy toy. He's like I legitimately like you. Yes, I want to fuck you real real bad, but it's because I like you as a person. He says that he stayed to run the house because his cousins didn't want to, and he knew that like it would just get sold. And he's like, "This is me. I don't want I don't want to give it yeah, up." Yeah, couldn't let that happen. So they go sit on the couch together, and he's like, "Would really like to see your fucking tattoo." He's also being super intense i feel like i'm pretty sure charles is a white guy but i'm pretty sure he, he hit her with that light skin uh lip licking and was like let's go charles had some very good dirty talk so she was like he yeah he was a fucking champ dude. yeah so he's like taking off her shirt and she's like you're just gonna touch me and he's or she, he's like let's just do touching and he's like so you're gonna like just leave me hanging like that and she's like Look, I got to go do my rounds in a couple hours. I got a job to do. And he's like, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to skip a shift if you're riding me. And I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Snap. Oh, my God. Coming in with the zingers, boy. So, yeah, he takes off her shirt. He also slips her pants down because the tattoo goes all the way, like, basically to her knee. Uh, He's asked a lot for consent. He's like, are you good with this? If you want me to stop, I will. And she's into it. He pulls her onto his lap gives her a good old finger bang a very hot finger bang right in there he's a little rough with her and she's into it she's here for it yo these sex scenes are bombed they were very steamy they go upstairs to her room because she doesn't want to have like go to work with like rug burn yeah and they have some pretty hot sex and then it ends halfway through with a closed door which made me upset (laughs) unfortunate yes i mean what we got we got at least like 
It was yeah. What we got was good though. Yeah, we got at least some orgasms, so I was I was happy. And then we switched to Julian, and seems like Julian watched them have sex, which I was like, <sighs> ew. God, and God damn it. He liked the way that she sounded during sex, and I was like, not gonna lie, it's kind of gross. Julian's, I just, God damn it. This is one of those times that I was like, he he he. I didn't. I didn't know how to feel while I was reading it. He's like, after, you know, she's, she's parted ways from her new lover and she's laying in bed, drifting off to sleep. And I'm like, it's weird that he's like referring to himself in third person. So I think that like, maybe, maybe Charles is not Julian. Yeah. This is one of those times <laughs> I was like, maybe. Okay. But then it like goes into like other things. Where I'm just like, you're watching your great, great grand nephew. Like, I know you don't know this dude, but like. Yeah. But y'all kind of related. Come on. It's a little weird. <laughs> like, why are you why are you judging his stroke, bro? <laughs> <laughs> why are you? So they had sex like several times throughout the night. Uh, he's a gentleman and a freak. We're like, he gave her that he gave her that rough sex, and then like would be cuddling her afterwards, being like, just real sweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back real quick. Okay. So you said he gave it to her all night, right? Okay. One of one of the lines that charles says spread your legs beautiful girl. oh my god <laughs> i'm going i'm going to carve a place in you that you'll never forget i'm going to make sure you're sore tomorrow and i want you to welcome me in because you want it combusted i was i combusted I was like, damn charles damn, had a charles. very like it was almost like it was almost a thing where it was like a little bit too wordy but i was still real into it yeah 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 where i was like okay you talking a little bit too much but like everything you're saying is fire very solid. Very solid. I was going to make a gross noise. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put a beep in there anyway, just so people think you. No. <laughs> she thought the night was perfect. It is Friday. The museum is slammed. Yep. Because, you know, it's like the weekend, basically. And Julian is performing that night. It's going to be er, Charles is performing that night. That was not like a me putting in something to like trip y'all. Like it, it says that. He's Charles is performing. I just mixed up their names a lot because there were two yeah. dudes. So Charles is performing that night. It's everything is like super over the top. Love this line. So there's like a giant poster of Julian. She hasn't really seen any real pictures of him, but just like posters and like drawings, I guess, of him. And you know, just close enough that like Charles is a very convincing Julian Strand, like back from the dead. Yeah. She shook her head at the melodrama. Charles did love to be over the top. And the top. And I was like, (laughs) 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 During the day, she, like, doesn't, she doesn't give the tours or anything like that. She's, like, literally just there to, like, fix things. Um, So she continues cleaning the workshop. She talks to Julian, and she's like, hey, I kind of like your nephew. And Charles comes down. He spooks her a little bit, of course, because he can't just come down like normal. And he's dressed like Julian and in full character. Where he comes in and she's like, oh, you look very, you know, I think she like talks to him and she's like, Charles, you look very good. And he's like, I'm not Charles. He feels her up a little bit. And she's like, look, not now. It's the work day. But like after the show, I got something for you. Also, when they had sex, didn't use a condom first time. They had sex yeah. multiple times. This bothered me. Kind of just went at it. Because I thought, look, I'm okay with books that just like hand wave away like protection. I like it when they mention mm-hmm. it. Like I had like one book where they were like, look. In, like, the foreword or whatever, like, the introduction to the book, they were like, look, condoms don't exist in this, in this, like, say, like, there's no STDs at all. I didn't want to worry about it. There's no STDs. Don't worry about it. There's going to be no condoms. Excellent. She goes, I didn't mention this last night. I'm on an IUD 
So there's no need to worry about that. Are you clean? Y'all have had way too much sex for you to be... Don't even bring it up. I'd rather you just didn't mention it at all. Yeah. Like, please don't. Because now I'm just like, I can't believe you guys had sex multiple times. Multiple times throughout the night. Yeah. So also he admits that he... Like, Charles is like, also all the ghost shit that you were experiencing was me. And she's like, I knew it. Ha ha. Uh, so his show goes great. She's very impressed. Everyone is like enamored and like, holy shit, that was awesome. And she goes to see him in the green room. And so she knocks on the door and he's like, come in. And she walks in there and like, no one's there. Um, and she's like, all right, Charles, like come out. And he's like, uh, still not Charles. <laughs> I'm not Charles. Whispers in her ear. So she turns around and he's, no one's there. And she's like, what is happening? Like, where are you? You're starting to freak me out a little bit. And he's like, close your eyes. And then she feels him like come up and like, envelop her and she's he's like you know thanks you know did you like the show or whatever and he's feeling her up and then he's like she's like i'd like to be able to see you and so he's like he steps away and he's like open your eyes and he's on the couch i i was having so many mixed signals throughout all of this yes i didn't know what to think i was like i didn't know (laughs) what was going on uh is he julian is he not no one knows yeah and then he, like, she thinks that, like, she's like, okay, I fucking tore this man up last night with, like, bites and kisses and things like that. Doesn't have any marks on him. Yeah. And so I was like. No marks. What? Confused. What's happening? <laughs> Confusion. So this is when she tells him she has the IUD, and then she gives him a blowjob that just completely fucks his mind up. He it blows this man's goddamn cranium right off. He's like, I like, in the middle of it, he's just like, I've never, like, what? Oh, my God. I, oh, don't stop. <laughs> oh. Keep, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he's in character the whole time. And so she's like, that's. In the whole time. He's like, ha, that's funny. <laughs> ha, that's funny. <laughs> so after they have sex, or after she gives him the blowjob, he goes out and he um, goes out and signs autographs for all the fans and things like that. And then it's just the two of them. And she's like, hey, I got to go do my walk around meet me at the carriage house and he's like dope and so she's walking around the house and julian is playing the piano when she goes inside the house to the like ballroom or whatever and so she walks in and she's like "Uh, i don't think she's like oh you're a really good player and he like plays like music a little bit higher to be like "Mm, i approve and she's like i don't think you're real and he goes low note (laughs) low note disapprove how dare you say that so she talks to him she's like still thinking that it's like Charles playing Julian from like he's obviously controlling this piano from somewhere else. Yeah. He has to be. Yeah, she sits down and she's like, I hope it's okay that I'm like sitting on you and he's like, high note. And <laughs> so she's like starts playing a little bit of something and he plays with her and then he touches her hand. Physically touches her hand. Physically touches her hand and she's like, Oh, oh no. Not only does he touch her hand. He interlocks their fingers and yeah. like he like grips her hand, not like you know you, aggressive like a, way, but like in a I'm yeah I'm, this, you're way. feeling this kind of way. And she's like, yeah, this is this is real. She's like, cool. No way Charles could do fucking that. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I believe you are real. You are ghost. And he whispers, and he's like, you're mine. And she's like, ha, not didn't like that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> So she gets up and she tries to like run and then like the lights blow out in the room and she's like, don't like that. She tries to run in one direction. She sees a shadow just like materialize in front of her and she's like, fuck, 
all of that. Nope. Runs into the other direction and she runs into Charles. And he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I fucking ghost. I here. <laughs> Same. And she's like, I don't want to quit. But like, oh my God, that was so scary. And so she goes downstairs to the workshop to go grab her stuff. And Julian has left her a note. He says, I'll never hurt you. You belong to me in her ear. Yeah. Kind of like, he whispers it, but it's also like a little threatening. Yeah. Uh, and the note says, my love will never fade. And he gives her a a rose made out of, carved out of wood. Yes. So she gets back to the carriage house. <laughs> Thought it was funny that she walks up to him. She's shaking because horrifying. And she walks up to the house and he's like, that's pretty. And goes to like toss the card. And he's like, oh, okay. I understand. This is not for, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you. Oh. And he's like, you want to throw it out? And she's like, I don't want to piss off the fucking ghost. No. Yeah, let's not do that. She and Charles have like a, are we dating? Yes, we're dating kind of conversation. Because he's like, I can't believe my grand, my, my, my great uncle's trying to like mack on my woman. Like, and she's like, your woman? And yeah. he's like, yeah, my woman. Like, is that yeah, cool? And she's like, yes. <laughs> he tells Alice that Julian listens to the word no. He's like, if you don't like this, then like, just firmly tell him no. They don't have sex. He just comforts her because he's a gentleman. And... She has a dream of Julian restraining her on the stage. Like, she's, like, tied to, like, a cross. And he's feeling her up. He hated this. Yeah, he's feeling her up, sticks his fingers in her, and she wakes up. Didn't like that. Nope. Didn't enjoy that. Julian, stop being a fucking creep. Yeah, that was very creepy. So he's imagining, he's fingering her in her sleep. Didn't like it. Yeah. And he's pleased that she didn't, like, run immediately when he revealed himself by grabbing her hand. Uh, she thinks that her sexy dreams were caused by Charles sleeping next to her. Uh, she makes him breakfast. And she tells him that she was having some Julian dreams. Not, like, specifically, like, that they were like that. but uh, and then Not sexy dreams. She says, hey, can I get your number so that we can text and things like that? I have your home phone, but not your cell phone. And he's like, don't own one. Also weird. Electronics do weird things around me. And also there's kind of a nuisance. And she goes, how am I supposed to text you naked pictures of myself at two in the morning then? And he goes, I got to go. I got to go buy a phone. <laughs> and goes to like get up. <laughs> Let's go buy a phone right now. He goes to like get up and she pulls him down. She's like joking with him. And she thinks that she might be falling in love with him. And so they have a little closed door nookie before work. Well, shit, I'm falling in love with Charles. He's very, uh, Charles is very charming and sweet. And I love a man. Very charming. Can be super charming and but then like be a fucking freak in the sheets. Oh, yeah. So Charles goes ahead of her, one, because his day starts earlier than she does. And two, he had to, like, go home and change after they had sex. And so she gets to work. And <laughs> Billy basically, like, asks her on a date. And she's like, "Yeah, no. Mm, no, no thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. Mostly because she's, like, she's 26. And she's like, you're 20 years old. I don't have anything in common with you. Like, Yeah. Like, not. We're at different stages in our lives right now. Yeah, very, very different stages in our lives. And so she watches Charles's matinee because it's Saturday, and he pulls her on stage as a volunteer and does the old. Um, he basically does the like the like using swords, like cutting into her mm -hmm. thing. She's unaware of how he stabbed into her with like six knives, but like didn't feel any of them. Obviously, she starts off annoyed because she had told him, "I don't want to be your assistant," but he's like, "My volunteer." Uh, and then she gets a little bit horned up because she likes being tied up, <laughs> strapped to this guy, and then thing. she gets like, terrified oh, yeah. by being sliced into stabbed <laughs> and he has her give him a kiss like he he's like give me a little kiss on the cheek and she's like i hate you you're the worst i hope you die 
Um, and he's like, <laughs> I'm already dead. I am Julian. I am Ghost. And she's like, I will bring you back to life and I will murder you. Uh, has her give him a, a kiss that he actually takes a, a little like mouth kiss. Yeah, yeah. And she's a little bit shaken. And so she like, once she gets off stage, she like goes and she sits outside and she's, you know, coming down from the adrenaline rush and he comes out and he apologizes. Um, and he's like, you know, I hope that that didn't make you super uncomfortable. Maybe Benny will catch the hint. And she's like, his name's Billy. How did you know that he asked me out? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with guys thinking they can just do stuff to women like this? Yeah, just uh, jealousy is like such a. I think in, in in some cases it can it can feel a little bit hot, but then it just gets to a point where she's like, "Don't don't piss on me, okay?" Don't piss on me. That, but also the fact that he just pulled her up on stage because we read a book, another book recently where that happened. Yeah. Uh, he likes I don't remember what the name of the book, but he like signed her up for the yeah. It was that book. It was Captain Comedy thing. Book we hated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, you know, Billy won't shut up about your date next week, and she's like, I'm not going on a date with him. I'm going out like. Billy was basically like, look, the whole staff gets together on Sundays and we go to get, like, dinner. Do you want to come? And she's like, yeah, of course I'll come. But, like, this – she's, like, in her head, just like, this is not a date. Yeah, this is us going out. Yeah, and so she's like, buds. stop being so jealous. She looks at the, the weather app and it, there's, a, there's a huge snowstorm coming. And so he's like, hey, I'm going to go home and I'm going to change clothes and I'll, I'll come back. The roads are, you know, if it's clear enough. Actually, I think he just says that he, he can't come back. He's like, I haven't, I've been wearing the same clothes for like, I can't wear the same clothes for like three days. Like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. And I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. The rest of the day is normal. Charles drives home. She does her nightly rounds and she talks to Julian again while she's doing it. And she's like, hey, I think I'm falling for Charles. And Julian, uh, I forget how, but like, he kind of says something to the effect of like, oh, she says, you know, he's well-meaning. He's oddly sweet jerk. I wonder if he takes after you and- Julian goes, whispers to her, he goes, he does. And she is like, ah, don't fucking do that. Ah! Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, he materializes. Oh, God. He becomes like a solid, like, shadow. And he asks for her hand and she gives it to him. And then he, like, yanks her. And she's like, ah, fuck that. So she runs out the house. She has to go back inside to arm the alarm. And he spooks her a little bit again. I think he, like, turns the lights on or something or does something. When she walks in and she's like, fucking stop that. And she has dreams again about Julian, like, staking his claim or he, like, she basically has, like, the the tied up, like, sword thing dream. And she wakes up and she realizes that, one, she's, like, super turned on mostly because, like, Julian is, like, on top of her feeling her up. God damn it. And so she's, like, he's, like, do you want to, do you want me to stop? And she. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't really say anything. She just, like, says his name, and then he's like, uh, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm head out. This is why I was like, if she fucks this ghost, <laughs> I'm closing the book. <laughs> and so, yeah, so he he leaves, and she's like, hey, stay out of my fucking room, okay? Like, I know that I seemed like I was <laughs> kind of into out. it, but, like, I got a boyfriend. Stop it. So she gets up, and she's going to go take a shower. Uh, he watches her shower. And he's like, yeah, as he does, because he's a fucking creep. Yeah, he's like, I think she's close to like giving in to to, to what we both want. Uh, and so he writes a little in the steam. Uh, he writes, I think it's like J S and A M. So Julian Strand and, yeah. and Alice Monroe. <laughs> he just put it in a giant heart. So she's in the shower. We switch back to her perspective, and she's in the shower. And she's just like, I cannot believe I want to fuck a ghost. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Neither can I. Neither can I, Alice. 
And she's like, I don't know what to tell Charles because, like, his grand uncle, his grand grand uncle is trying to fuck me. And so she decides she's like, hey, I mean, but she's just like, I'm not gonna say anything. This is weird. He's a ghost. It doesn't count. I mean, but like low key, imagine. <laughs> There's a whole movie about this. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the movie with like the fucking like <laughs> like uh, clay. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it just called Ghost? I think it is just called Ghost. <laughs> she sees Julian. If she fucks that ghost in that movie, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> she, she sees his message and she's just like, can't can't believe this. Like this is a nightmare for me. Like just one on a like, oh my god, it's a ghost, but also on like a, I want to fuck a ghost, but also on like a, I I don't know what to do about this ghost wanting to fuck me. <laughs> Yes, there. The th- she says a creepy, terrifying, potentially murderous, although nothing is proven yet, sadistic dead man who enjoys scaring the shit out of me and sneaks into my room in the middle of the night and touches me. I should not find this as hot as I clearly do. Yeah, Alice, you shouldn't. So she's alone all day because of the snow. Charles calls and he's like, "How are you?" And she's like, "I'm fine." She lies and she's like, "Yep, yeah, Julian was totally quiet last night." And Charles says he'll stop by if the roads are clear. And so she does her rounds at six because he's like, we were closed. There's no reason to like do your rounds like at midnight again. Like they mostly do it in case that like a patron of the museum somehow like is able to like stay in there after hours. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, it's closed. Like just do it earlier and then I'll, I'll come by. Uh, she tells Julian to stop being a creep as kindly as she can. <laughs> she calls him gropey McBoogeyman. Yeah. She said, <laughs> You can't be sneaking into my bedroom in the middle of the night and playing Groopy McBoogeyman. You can't. It's a, it's super awkward and a little rapey. And then in her head, she's like, you said a little, not a lot, and not even rapey. You said a little rapey. <laughs> that's if it. she fucks this ghost, I she quit. Says that's not how you dis- she said that's not how you dissuade a pushy guy like him. Do I want to dissuade him? You have a boyfriend. <laughs> if she fucks this ghost, I quit the podcast. When she tries to arm the alarm, it won't let her because there's a window sensor on the fourth floor, which again is where Julian's apartment is. That is open. And so she's like, yep. fine, I will go. And you can't even, like, get to places in the house. Like, sometimes, like, if you, like, it's, like, the first floor. It'll be, like, sometimes you have to go up to, like, this, the third, the second or third floor and find a set of stairs that take you down to that part of the first floor. Yeah, I think they said it was, like, none of the actual stairs led to the second floor. So you had to go all the way to the third floor. And then go down to the second floor, but then you had to go back up to the third floor to get down to the first floor. It from was other, from other places, yeah. So she yeah, yeah. has to go up to the fourth floor, and then like his apartment is behind like a bookcase, like hidden stairway. Yeah. So she reluctantly goes up there. Uh, she turns the lights on, and his apartment is predictably very dusty because no one goes up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's pretty fascinated by like his apartment. She thinks it's like pretty cool. Finds a pitch black door. That won't open. Uh, she closes the window. She snoops in a couple books. And one of them is a journal that kind of says that Julian might have sold his soul. And so she goes to leave. And Julian is like, drop the lights. Nah. He says, drop the lights. She's terrified. And she's like, please don't hurt me. And he's kind of like, would never. Uh, and she starts hyperventilating so bad. And he gives her a little little smoochy smooch. She passes out. Very fair. <laughs> fair enough. Julian realizes, pushing a little bit too hard. I want this to be a permanent thing, so I need to, like, cool it. Cool the jets a little bit if I want if I want this to happen. By permanent, he means he wants to murder her? Hold on. Is, and I, keep hold, her there? <laughs> Alice wakes up in Julian's bed, woken up by Charles, and he's like, I came over 
and I couldn't find you. And then I noticed that the door was open to this room. And she's like, yeah, I think I passed out because he kissed me. <laughs> well, she, did, she, didn't, she didn't say that. She says, he was here. I fainted. I think he put me in his bed. And Charles goes, you poor girl, he's being really hard on you. <laughs> and he kind of like, she's like, I found this journal. And he's like, yeah, it's like he had some dark hobbies. He also wrote like, it's like in code. It's like a cipher. But maybe like you should ask him about the devil stuff. I think he, you know, I think he might tell you where his body is. <laughs> ask him about the devil and stuff. And she's like, have you ever done it? And he's like, he doesn't like me like that. I think he likes you. Like he tolerates me because I'm family, but I think he actually legitimately likes you. And so he walks her back down to her, the carriage house. And she realizes that the lights are on in the carriage house. And so she looks at him and he's like, yeah, obviously I have an override code to the fucking carriage house alarm because otherwise, <laughs> like, what if you just left and then I wouldn't be able to, like, get into my apartment? I'm sorry. I only... It's like, I'm not trying to replace the alarm panel every time I get a new person. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. I, I know I lied to you. And she's like, okay, I understand that you didn't lie for nefarious reasons. You, There's a ghost and you... Whatever. So they go in for the night. And then Julian is, like, just totally chill, totally silent for, like, an entire week. So she spends yeah, that he week just, he just... repairing stuff and sleeping with Charles at night. So it's Sunday <laughs> again, and she is going to go for tacos with the staff. And she's like, hey, Charles, you should come with me. And he's like, I'm not going to come with you because I'm their boss. They hate me. And she's like, they don't hate you, but like they just don't know you. Like, Come with me. And so he goes, look, I got something to tell you. I have pretty severe and crippling agoraphobia. I've had it since I was little, mm-hmm. and if I go in public, I panic. Like, my two places are here and home. Just say you're a ghost, dude. He's not a ghost. We don't know that he's a ghost. <laughs> so he says he can't go, but he's like, you should go, though. Like, you should hang out with them. And she's very understanding, and she's like, you know, I support you and your agoraphobia and getting help. He says he's working on it in therapy. Ghost therapy. He's like, I think, you know, she's like, Julian's been real quiet. And he's like, I think Julian's been quiet because he kind of knows that he went too far. And so it's the end of the work day. And so she's, it's mm-hmm. time for her to go out to go get tacos with the people. And so she meets them all in the parking lot. And Billy is like, hey, do you want to ride in my car? I can give you a tour of the city after. And she's like, <laughs> he's very hopeful and very sweet. And so she's like, sure. Inside, she was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> She's hoping that other people will get in Billy's car, too, but no one does. So it's just her and Billy. Yep. You hate to see it. And so she, you know, he talks about, like, working at the museum. And she's like, I've seen some ghost shit. And so um, he's like, tell me about it. Um, so she tells him, she, like. The, she tells him about she it. Tell, yeah, she tells him, she tells him, like, the, the tamer stuff. She doesn't mention any of the, like, he's been finger banging Minus the me. finger banging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Minus all the juicy details. Yeah, so at dinner, all the staff are, like, telling... Because she's new, they're telling her, like, all of their ghost stories. And Billy's like, yo, she's been seeing shit, too. So she rehashes that she's seen ghost things and tells them all the stuff minus finger banging. Oh, so then um, they're like, so you and Charles? And she's like, yes, me and Charles are a thing. It's not like a... Obviously. Yeah, it's more a thing. Um, Billy is heartbroken devastated devastated i felt so bad for billy poor billy (laughs) uh when they get back in the car she's like hey i'm super sorry and he's like i didn't know how else to tell (laughs) what is this hat (laughs) justin has put on a hat that says hi but like over his headphones which is like resting it's just sitting on his head (laughs) (laughs) you look also my hair is too long adorable 
Thank you. And he's like, you know, it's not your fault. I should have known better than to try. And she's like, never stop trying. I'm just not the girl for you. Because I'm That's right. six years older than you. And we're at different places in our lives. That's right, Billy. And they also say that Charles is, like, nicer now. They're like, yeah, this is cool. Be with Charles. Because he's, like, less of a dick. And less of, like, a grump grumpazoid when you're with him. <laughs> grumpazoid's a funny word. Grumpazoid's very funny. So she goes to do her rounds early. And Julian is back. And she... <laughs> Pulls up to the house, and she just from the outside is just like, house is mad. Julian's upset. <laughs> <laughs> she knows immediately. Uh, she tells, like, she walks in the house, and she's like, look, literally just went for tacos. Because, Ju- yeah, Julian, we've switched to Julian's perspective, and he is angry that she went He's out. He's pissed, He's yeah. mad that when she came home, she shook Billy's hand, which is just like, it's a fucking handshake. I've never seen someone be friend zone so, so much harder than a fucking handshake. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to make her pay. Because she's his. And so she gets in the house and she's like, look, it's just fucking tacos. I went out with the whole staff. Okay? We didn't do like a one-on-one thing. Stop it. And house calms down a little bit. But he's still very upset. And so she's doing her rounds and he, she goes into like a prop room and he just like closes the door. And she's like, okay, fine. Once again, just went out for tacos with the bros. Just, you know, just going with the bros. Just went out for tacos with the bros. And he's, like, getting, like, the one of those, like, magician boxes where, like, you cut the lady in half, like, or cut her, like, in thirds or whatever. He's, like, get in the box. Yeah. And she's, like, I don't want to get in the box. We just went for tacos. And he's, like, get in the fucking box. And she wants to say no. And she's, like, what if I say no? He's, like, what am I going to tell Charles? And he's, like, don't fucking bother. And she's, like, what if I say no? And he's, like, then fucking say it. And she's, like, let me get in the box. (laughs) If she fucks this ghost in the second book, I quit the podcast. We, we skip ahead a bunch, not a bunch, but to the end of whatever just happened. She comes out and she is like, weak need. He did something to her in that box while, he was, while she was in there. I hate it so much. He lets her out and he says, come to the fourth. He's basically like, my room's on the fourth floor. Come join me. It's like, if you're trying to get absolutely fucking demolished ghostly, come to my room. She finishes her rounds and she goes up to the third floor to the door and she grabs the door handle to that bookcase and then she's like no i'm out so julian is like you just let him finger bang you in a box she's thinking to her so the reason she leaves is she's like she cares about charles a lot she might really love she might love charles and things are moving fast with charles but like she she's cool with where where it is the charles we find out so basically he's like i baited her really well she heads to the fourth floor and he's like he's kind of turned on a little bit by her like shyness or hesitance and he's disappointed, but he's also impressed that she doesn't actually come to his room. And he's like, I'm a fucking double or nothing, this bitch. But, like, respect that. <laughs> respect it. He, apparently, we did not get the scene. Cut her in thirds. And then yeah. just fucking I, finger banged her, did something while she was in that box. And it just, look, I've never been cut in thirds before. But I can imagine that, like, being cut in thirds, like, just, like, probably kind of hot. And then. Excuse me? <laughs> 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 I I quit the podcast today, actually. <laughs> so Charles calls out the next day, and he has the flu, and he's going to be gone all week. So really quiet that day. And so she decides that what she is going to do is she's going to start mapping the house. She's going to use, like, design software, and she basically has to go around with, like, a protractor because the walls were not lining up. So she had to go get a fucking protractor because, like, She'd be like, this is a 90 degree angle. And then she'd look and she'd be like, no, it isn't. 
That's why this room feels no, weird. No, it's not. Like, just physically feels weird. It's not a 90-degree <laughs> angle. Julian is quiet that night. So she just maps, like, a lot of the first floor. The next day, she maps more of the first floor. And she realizes that there is a void in the middle of the house. She cannot figure yeah. it out. Like, there's, like, some kind of, like, secret passageway void in the center of the house. <laughs> they, she said it's, like, a 30-foot diameter. Yeah, it's a big void. space. In the middle of this house. And you, you don't realize it at first because, like, you know, there's so many, like, weird angles and things like that. And so she starts, so days three, four, and five, Charles is still sick. And she starts on the second floor of the house. And there's still that weird void. So then it's Friday again. And they're like, mm, fuck, we have to cancel, like, the show. And Charles shows up behind her, surprise, spoops her again because can never just show up like a normal uh, person. And he's yeah. like, show must go on. I'm doing it. I'm, I feel fine. And so he performs his shows. They have sex afterwards. And then they just have like weeks of like no Julian activity at all. She goes out with her coworkers yeah. every Sunday. She still, she's still doing work mapping the house. We get Christmas. Like we, well, we pass by Christmas. Like she goes home for a couple days. And then in between like Christmas and New Year's, the museum is closed and she comes home for that. And so she and Charles just get to have a few days of just like hanging out with like no expectations. And she starts doing two rounds of the house. I don't exactly remember why she started doing that. And so she goes to do her morning rounds. Maybe it's because she was trying to map it out quicker. Maybe. I think it starts off and she's just mapping it out to map it out. But then I think she's like trying to map it out to print it as a gift for Charles. Yeah, she wants to make like a, a replica of it, like a tiny replica of it. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to do her morning rounds and she's walking around. And she's like, hey, Julian, thanks for like chilling the fuck out. And... Stop being a creep altogether. Like, I, I can't let you, like, be a creep to me because I love Charles. And she hears something behind her, and it's Charles, and he comes in. Yeah. He's like, because he was bringing her coffee, and he was like, <laughs> he's like, I love you too. And he, she's like, oh, my God, I'm, like, so fucking embarrassed. And he's, like, kissing her. He's, like, kissing all over her face. And he's like, I love you too. Like, this is the best. <laughs> this is awesome. And he's like, why did you tell Julian before you told me? And she was like, I wanted him to, like, chill out. And she tells him that, like, he had been getting frisky, like, the week before. And he's like, Julian, you fucking creepy old man. He's just totally okay with it. I mean, he's grown up with this ghost. He know, like, he's fully on the ghost train. Yeah, I get that, but still weird, man. So Charles takes her back to the carriage house. And they fuck. And then I think he leaves. And... Julian watches Alice asleep and he's like, hey, I know that I've been real, like, he's like, I've been real quiet, but I'm like here like every night, like even when she thinks she's alone, I'm here. And he says, <clears throat> so he lays down beside her. If she woke, she would see his mismatched eyes watching her in the darkness, how he wished to reveal the game, how he wished to show her the truth, but all things in due time. He had to make sure she was caught in the web before he peeled back the curtain and showed her how the trick had been done. He's like, she was in love with Charles, which means that she would forgive him because love was very strong. And then he Correct. uttered three words while she's asleep. Words that might destroy her, break her, and make her his. What did he say, Justin? I am Charles. He is Charles. Julian is Charles. <laughs> I kept, like, this book made me what? think multiple times. Mostly because he'd be like, you know, her lover was gone. And I'd be like, I would be like, is he? Is he not? I know, like, I don't know what's happening. I think that he's Charles, but I, 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 don't, I, but he also could not be. And then I thought, yeah, I thought we were gonna get like a, 
Charles is going to have to like help her fight his fucking granduncle. Yeah. They have very weird coincidences. Like what? Like what? Like the fact that they both smell like cloves. Yes. They look exactly alike, apparently. They look very similar. Very similar. He has agoraphobia. Yeah. Allegedly. Okay, he might be Charles, all right? He might be Charles. Uh, for a while, like, this book did a very, this book did a really good job of making me feel like maybe he wasn't Charles until that happened. I was like, and now I'm like, now, now like, now the game of cat and mouse can begin. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the way, yeah, that's the way it goes. So. It's been a while, and Alice is working uh, on the third floor near the entrance to the fourth floor. Uh, she's decided that she does not want to go onto the fourth floor to map out the measurements of the fourth floor because she doesn't want Julian to think that she's changed her mind because he's been completely like quiet up to this point. Mm-hmm. So Charles sneaks up on her, and he sees her map, and she's like, it's supposed to be a surprise, but now you've seen it. He points a finger, hovering close to the, like, he was looking at the map, and he's like, what's this big hole in the center? And he points close to the screen, and it glitches a little bit, and he's like, sorry, static. No, you're a ghost, dude. Yeah, now I'm like, shit. (laughs) And he's impressed, and he also makes, so she doesn't, she still doesn't know what the void is. She's like, I've checked, like, all around it from, like, the the first, second, and third floors, and I can't quite figure out a way to get down there. And Charles suggests like he's like oh maybe if we were able to get into the tower we might be able to like come down or something or at least see like if there's like windows or something yeah but the tower is through that black door in the room that is locked and he's like i don't have a key to it he has in fact never been in that tower yeah and he says julian might let them in if she asks nicely and she's like and he's like why are you not mapping out the fourth floor from up there and so she tells him uh that Julian has been making mad moves on her. Yeah. And, been propositioning her. Yeah, he's like, I'm not offended. And also, he's like, I don't think that you cheated on me because, like, he's a fucking ghost. Like, he's a he's ghost. Not, like, doesn't count. It's also, it's just, it's just weird. Also, it's right? him. Also, it's him. We know this now. Also, it's him. <laughs> it, it doesn't bother him because it's him. <laughs> so he's like, let's go upstairs. I will go upstairs with you. And so they talk about, they go upstairs. They talk about Julian disappearing a little bit. Charles says that, like, he's read Julian Journal, but it was in code. His vibe is just, like, a little bit off. He's doing that, like, super intense thing when he's talking about the journal and, like, flipping through it. And he says, he he points out that, like, in the journal, Julian had also, like, had a map of the house. But, like, he, the void is not on there. Like, he's he's not put the void on there. So Charles starts feeling her up, but Alice is like, I'm not fucking you in julian's apartment and i'm doing stuff right now so like sit down (laughs) chill out calm your dick while i start measuring shit and she goes back to her task and she's like hey do you think julian would mind if i like borrowed it but like didn't take it out of the property like i just want to like take it to like the carriage house to look at it and she's like i kind of want to like try and figure out like decipher the code and figure out what happened to him uh and maybe i can like release him and charles is like look that's cool and all but like you need to stop, like, talking about it like he's trapped here. Like, I'm pretty sure he chose this for himself. He wanted to be <laughs> He He chose this life. Like, he, he built this place as his mausoleum. But also, the legend is he built it to keep his soul here. So he's like, yeah, like, figure out, like, where he is or whatever. But, like, don't act like you're, like, freeing him. I'm pretty sure, like, he doesn't want that. And she's like, well, if he doesn't want that, he can tell me to stop. Yeah. 
and she realizes she's like there's a bunch of picture frames around the place and she remembers like they were like super covered in dust and she goes to like pick one of them up and she realizes that like the frame's just empty yeah and she's like oh i thought that there were like pictures of him in here and charles is like there's never been pictures in here of him i don't think there's even like i think he just like got rid of all the pictures of himself also because while he's trying to like feel her up and stuff he's like i kind of want to fuck you on his bed and she's like that's terrible and he's like come on maybe he'll join in you can have us both and she's like i'm not getting tag teamed by you and your the ghost of your great of your dead great grand uncle <laughs> <laughs> hilarious so she's like yeah i don't quite understand why he might have like gotten rid of all the pictures of himself because like he seems kind of like an egotist so why would he do that because he doesn't want you to look at the pictures and notice that charles and julian are the same person so she tries to like have the apartment like left as she found it there is one little kerfuffle where like apparently charles writes like a insulting offensive message and she's in like the dust and she's like fucking erase that to himself (laughs) you ever just like wanted to like burn your like you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you ever want to be like oh, sick burn so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. so she doesn't take the journal so when she gets back to the apartment charles leaves and she's going to like cook dinner or whatever and she goes upstairs to go change and julian has left another carved flower and his journal and he says come find me and he gives her like the key to his cipher like what some of the symbols mean she gets to work on it but it's like super complex so she seems like hours just working on it and like not really making a ton of headway and she goes to do her her rounds and <laughs> she basically is like hey i'm in love definitely in love with your nephew i am gonna try and find you and i want like a prize when i get it but also she means his penis but also like i i hope that we can be friends she friend she's like man i kind of just friend zoned a ghost and I'm sorry if it's any consolation. I don't think it would have worked out between us. What with, you know, being mortal and me being very mortal and all. And with that, she left the door and left. So we switch to Julian's perspective. And he's not feeling very friend-zoned. And also, he's definitely planning to kill her. I don't know how yet. (laughs) 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 He was already hard at work to prepare a solution to that particular little problem. And I'm just like, okay. Um, But he's like... He's basically, like, laying a trap for her, and he's, like, she thinks that this is, like, a fun game of chess, and she doesn't realize, essentially, the noose around her neck. So, uh... Which is Charles. (laughs) Yes. Charles is the noose. So, Billy asked Charles if he could have his 21st birthday party at the mansion in the ballroom, and Charles is, like, yeah, fine, whatever. Um... Charles does not want to be there because he does not like people, but his girlfriend is there and she's like, you need to be there. So he's there. A slow song comes on and she's like, come dance with me. And he's like, no. And she's like, do it. And he's like, no, I hate dancing. And she's like, let's just dance. And he's like, no. And she's like, I'll blow you later. And he's like, let's go dance. She's cool. very he good. He starts pushing people out the way. He's like, get the fuck out of the way. Fucking drinks the enti- his entire glass of wine and just like <laughs> tosses it on the ground. yeah (laughs) shatters it like let's do this and so after the slow dance billy comes up and he's like hey can i have a dance with her too and charles is like looking at billy like if i could fucking smite you on the spot and she's like it's his birthday i'm here with you it's just one dance for the birthday boy and he's like fine whatever come find me when you're done he is so goddamn intense so 
she has this little slow dance with, with Billy, and she's like, at birthday, whatever. And then she goes to find Charles, and he's in the theater. And basically, I think he's going to, like, tie her up. And he's like, you know, you're going to you owe me something. Like He's like, you, you promised me something? Get on your knees. So, and then, yep. Guess what? Closed door. Closed door. She loves it when Charles has a lot of, is, is frustrated because he fucks like an animal. He especially fucks real good when he's Julian. When he's, like, dressed as Julian or, like, acting as Julian. Or, you know, him, act- his actual self. Uh, so he goes home. He's like, hey, I got to go home and change clothes. And then he calls her and he's like, hey, a pipe burst in my house, in my apartment. So I need to, like, fucking fix this. I'm sorry. I can't come over tonight. And so she goes to sleep and she's like, ah, it's okay. I had an orgasm tonight. I'm happy. She wakes up to her phone going off really loudly and also the alarm from the house just fucking blaring. And the alarm company's like, hey, correct. we got a call that there was, like, an alert. And so she's like, okay. And she goes to the house, and the front door's open, and they're like, we're going to send a cop. And she's like, I'm just going to go in, and, like, the lights are, like, right by the front door. I'm just going to go turn them on so that if anybody's in here, then, like, it'll, like, scare them out a little bit. And so she goes in, and it doesn't look like there's any sense of forced entry. And she hears a creaking, and she looks up. And poor... Poor Billy is hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. I think Julie and Charles did this, but also I think that they might not have. It is suspicious because he was really mad at him, but also apparently like he did have depression and he did leave a note Mm -hmm. and also recorded himself doing it. Yeah. So she is. My first thought was also, I can't believe Julie and Charles murdered this boy. Yeah. So she's traumatized. Um, emergency services show up. His parents show up. Charles shows up. I said the bastard. Because at this point, I was like, I think he did it. <laughs> the best. The best. But the cops are like, hey, I, he recorded himself doing it, which I hope I don't. I really hope I don't find out in the second book that they killed Billy because, like, Billy did not deserve this in the slightest. He did not. He did not deserve to go out like that. Yes. If they did that. They also say a weird thing where Charles is like, it isn't. It wasn't murder. At least there's that. And the cop is like. Suicide's tragic. Murder's worse. And I was like, we can also just not compare them. <laughs> we didn't have to do that. Because, like, I mean, like, his mom is there and his mom's, like, gutted because her son is dead on his birthday. On his birthday, yeah. Oh, God. So. Actually fucked. Charles takes her to the carriage house and, you know, comforts her. They close the museum for two weeks out of respect. Charles doesn't go to the funeral due to agoraphobia and being a ghost. <laughs> but other than that, he, like, doesn't leave her side. He, like, Goes on all her rounds with her for like two, like a couple weeks. And then after a few weeks, she starts doing her rounds alone. And then she starts, she goes back to Julian's journal and trying to figure out his cipher. And she also tries to work on finishing mapping the house and making a the small model for Charles as a gift. And then one day she hears the piano and she goes to check on it. And the door to the fourth floor is open. And there's a note from Julian saying to come find him. And she's like, knock it off. But also this... I don't know if this is them, like, tricking her, but she basically is, like, Julian opened the door because he knew and she feels that it was best for her to find Billy and not one of the staff. This could be because Julian needed her to see that so that she was sufficiently traumatized. But also, like, (laughs) but also, like, she's the caretaker and all the other people who, like, work there are, like, really young and like that, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. don't like want to cause other people like 
trauma. Like, he can comfort her, but, like, he can't comfort other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so she says, thank you for doing that, because I, I, I agree that I think it was best for me to find him and not, like, one of the tour guides coming in and finding their friend like that. And so she says she's going to find Julian, and he owes her a surprise, and that is where the book ends. So, I, yeah, I need to know what happened. I need to know a lot of things. I just need to know if if they are actually the same person. He could just be fucking with her. Why would he say that? She was asleep. He said that for us. He said that for our benefit. Because you can... He, I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I don't want Charles to be Julian. I think you gotta accept that he is, buddy. Like, <laughs> this is just how it this. is. Doesn't it... I mean... It, I, quit the, I quit the podcast. You just don't want her to fuck a ghost at all. It doesn't matter if he's, like... If there's not the whole, like, grandnephew dynamic, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, me... Okay. Maybe 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 it's not so creepy if he's not so creepy. You know what I mean? Charles isn't creepy. Julian Charles is creepy. Okay, I yes. Julian is cre- is the creepier of the of the personalities. Yes. Uh, I just like Just don't fuck just don't fuck Julian. Go ahead and fuck Ghost Charles, I guess. She's already fucked him a lot. She's already fucked Julian. I don't know what to, I know. <laughs> I don't know what to, how to tell you that like you said you're going to end the podcast but like i don't know how to explain to you she's already fucked him we just got we got confirmation that she already fucked him they're different people justin they're not different people in my brain they're different people baby <laughs> baby Why don't do this to me don't do this to me she fucked him she fucked a ghost and it was hot it was really it was really hot it was i gotta quit the podcast <laughs> okay what do you give this book out of five i i i this is like a tentative like this is also like a tentative because i think that like a lot of our basis for how we rate this book is going to depend on how they finish it off correct but i liked i liked it a lot i thought it was a really good like i was worried that like my reads were were not going to be good but this was like good halloween romance yeah it was it was very good i enjoyed it uh it was a very easy read it didn't take me that long at all uh once once I got to like, tw- like after that first twenty percent, mm-hmm. it was smooth sailing. Yeah. I read eighty percent in one day I, without even like batting an eye. I do think I also like. I don't know if you read the the description of the book, but I did not. The author of this book very much says in like the summary of the book that like this is. Julian slash Charles are not a hero. They're are they're, they're kind of like it's like a villain romance, which I thought was yeah. Fun. Oh yeah, he yeah that is fun. I also am able to like hand wave a lot more things when it's in a romance novel, like in like suspend like grossness, like ugh. yeah in romance novels. So if it seems like you're like Maya, why are you so cool with him like fingering her when she's asleep? Or just like level of like one, I went into it knowing that it was like a villain romance, but two like. Yeah, I went in completely blind, and I didn't enjoy the fact <laughs> that he's just finger-banging her while she's asleep. I don't condone it. I didn't like it. Not Hated the worst it. male lead that I've read about. That's fair. Like. I'm sure there's much worse out there. Oh, there are male leads that have done way worse things. That I'm like, wow, Yikes. glad I didn't. Mm, wow, mm, gross. So I would give this like a, I honestly would give it a four. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair, uh, that's a fair rating. 
Yeah, so... I am looking forward to reading the second book. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly excited because there's like a... There's like the... So it's a duet. So there's like book one, book two. But then the box set mm-hmm. apparently has like deleted stuff. Deleted scenes, baby. Yeah, or like it says... Um, I'm telling you, they're opening the door on all the closed door six. I hope so. Yeah, it also has uh, deleted content. So I'm like... I, I'm, I'll, I'll Maybe I'll like reread it and see what some of this deleted content is because... um. <gasps> Yes, it's expanded explicit content. <laughs> Let's go. I knew it, dude. I called oh, that shit. I'm okay. I'm just okay. I mean, I'll tell you if anything happens in these sex scenes, but I'm oh my god, this is just a treat for me. <laughs> you love to see and it. And it says it in the chapter title. It's a so I, I honestly get the box set. Get the box set, guys. You heard it here first, folks. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. It's some. It's it's not just like expanded explicit content, but it's like expanded from Julian Charles's perspective. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Oh guys, I am excited. Oh, Maya. Yes. You know we were taught that could be a minisode. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm excited. I'm having a good time, guys. Okay. You so I gave it a four. It. What do you give it? I also gave it a four. I would reread this because I feel like it was very good. I enjoyed it. Like I said, characters are likable. Julian was kind of weird. Charles was great. Loved Alice. Yeah. I'm happy, guys. Yeah. So if you would like to... Do you have a suggestion before I <laughs> read us out? I have a suggestion. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm going to go first because I have it ready already. <laughs> go, go for it. Okay. So I have been... I was looking for like some meal replacement smoothies because lunch is... Food is hard for me sometimes. Like breakfast is hard for me, which is why I started doing the overnight oats. Because overnight oats are very easy. Lunch is very hard for me because I also have a hard time with sameness, if that makes sense. Like I can't just eat the same thing every day because then that like because then I'll like you know I get that I'll take like a box lunch to work and then I'll be like fuck this I'm going to Burger King. That's why I can't. That's why I can't meal prep. Yeah, meal prep is very hard for me. Yeah, I found a recipe for like. So, the, I mean, just like meal, like meal replacement smoothies, but one of the ones I found, so you take a cup of water, a cup of spinach, blend that. Okay. And then you add a half cup frozen mango, or a half cup mango, a half a banana, and half an avocado. I like to freeze those just because it's easier for like prepping purposes. I just bought a bag of frozen mango, cut a banana in half, peel them first. I've made that mistake before. Peel them, cut them in half. Correct. And then half an avocado, once again- Get it out of that skin, freeze it, uh, and then you blend it. And it's like um, it's not a overly sweet smoothie like the mango and like a, like the avocado kind of give it, and the banana like they all give it like a little bit of, of sweetness. But it's not like a it's not like a dessert kind of smoothie. It's just mm-hmm. like a tad sweet. It's really good, and it's actually really filling. Hell yeah, dude! So yeah, like cup of water, cup of spinach, half cup mango, half banana, and half an avocado, and like blend the spinach and the water beforehand. Also, mm-hmm. tried it with milk, with like oat milk. Don't don't do that because oat milk is it. It's not that it made it bad, like flavor wise. It's just that oat milk, and I think milk in general is just thicker, especially if you're using yeah. like I'm using like three different kinds of frozen. I also freeze my spinach, um, just because it keeps better. Um, mm-hmm. Don't use milk because it's gonna make it too thick unless you like add more milk to it but yeah do that it's a really good like meal replacement smoothie it's super delicious without being like you're eating candy it's just like a hint of sweetness what's your suggestion 
So I had one suggestion. You changed it, didn't you? I changed it. Let me just fucking cross that out. <laughs> you remember? I don't. I think it might have been in the literally the first episode where we talked about how we like to be cold, mm-hmm. like while we're going to sleep. Correct. Get yourselves a fan, guys. Just a little, just a little nice little desk fan or something like that to pop on while you're going to sleep. Make that room nice and chilly, ghostly cold. <laughs> and then I'm gonna jump back into my other suggestion. Hey, it's not for everyone. You guys should try sleeping naked, or at least with less clothes. Yeah, I can't do naked. Clothes are restricting, and you know you want to be free and mobile while you're trying to sleep. Because in case you got to fight demons in your in your sleep. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't sleep naked, but I do enjoy sleeping in like a sports bra underwear situation, or like a, a not like a tight top, but like a like I just don't want my titties just a supportive whipping. Top. I just want to be a little bit supported. Yeah. I, I don't want my tits yeah, just yeah, like yeah. whipping all over the place. Big same. Sometimes I wake up when I'm wearing a wife beater and my titties just out. Oh, yeah. I can't do like tank top because then, you're, you're, then you just wake just... up. It, not a tank. Not like a, a normal tank top because then your, your boobies just out. Like a nice supportive yeah, like, sports bra type thing. You can find us on Instagram at what did we just read. Twitter at what did we read. Or you can email us at what we read podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. Search for what did we just read. If you'd like to read along with us, see what books are coming up. Or if you have a copy of a book we've already finished, you can check out our book club page on Amazon Book Clubs. I try to keep it as updated as possible. It does have our next like eight, like 10 weeks of books on there. Um, nice. If you love us, give us a five-star review, share with your friends. Please. And keep listening. Yes. Next week is also going to be a scary book, but if the Julian Strand duet interests you, you have time. You can read the, the first book or just like hop into the second book. I would actually go, I, I would... I would say buy the box set or get it on Kindle Unlimited if that's your jam. Uh, mm-hmm. But get the box set, get those extended sex. I'm very excited. But like read along <laughs> with us. Like you guys, you, you have time to like join us in the middle of a journey, which we don't get often. Um, yeah. So our indeterminate amount of time, if you guys. Lay it on me. I know we do this all the time. You probably spend a lot of your day scrolling. I hope you have a good scroll. I hope your scroll is good. Okay. <laughs> on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, any TikTok, Pinterest, TikTok. I hope your scroll is good. I hope nothing comes up that like bothers you. I hope I hope it's just I hope it's just all it, no skips. You know, have a good have positive a good vibes all day, yes. baby. Uh, we will see you guys next week. I can tell you what it is. It's called My Best Friend's Exorcism. That actually sounds fun as fuck. <laughs> I hope it's going to be as fun as it sounds. So yes, my best friend's exorcism, ghosts and liars, the week after that to round out our spoopy season. We love you guys very much. We hope you have a good Big scroll. Gloves. Have a good rest of your day. And That's we right. will see you guys next week. All right. Next week. Bye. Bye.